Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send your questions to Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Well, today is February 8th. It's a Monday. Yesterday was the Super Bowl, which I'm sure most people were watching. There was a Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah. Some people just watched for the commercials, but there actually was a game that went on, and Tom Brady uh, won his seventh uh, Super Bowl championship. Uh, This is his first with the Buccaneers. Did he deflate any balls? I don't know. They might have called him. I don't know. No, that's a joke. I'm sorry. His 10th overall. Pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that's, that's a... That's a record that will stand. I don't know that that record will be passed. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it, I mean, it had to be a unique kind of setup, like mm-hmm. he had it, you know, the Patriots for mm-hmm. a long time, and Mahomes will probably win more Super Bowls and may go to more because he's an amazing mm-hmm. quarterback too. But uh, I just think that record's going to be hard for anybody to break. Yeah. over time. Yeah, I, I would imagine so too. Yeah, it's a pretty cool story, though, too. You know, uh, went to a whole new team, a team that was, you know, one of the worst teams in, you know, team sports uh, historically. And they got a Super Bowl first year together. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not like the biggest Tom Brady fan or anything like that. But you got to, re- you know, respect the ability to to play at that high level and to do it for so many years and to uh, do it on now two different teams. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. Well, you know, there was a, um, you know, by the way, thanks for tuning in today on SWAT Radio. We're glad you're joining us. Uh, during the first segment, uh, we talk about maybe things going on in our culture. Obviously, the Super Bowl. You know, typically the Super Bowl is a, a big week, mm-hmm. a lot of activities, a lot of people talking about it. And there were, there were what, 20,000 people there? I mean, yeah, 15, actually, I think, 15,000 yeah, people in the stands. And um, there were, I think, 20,000 or 30,000 uh, faces of people. Yeah, and card- you were telling cutouts, me about yeah. that. They were cardboard cutouts. And it was really, Lori said it was, it's kind of deceiving to your eyes. You're watching it. And then yeah. your, your eyes go, wait, is that a person or what? It's weird. Did you think it was weird looking at it? It made it look like there was a lot more people there than. Which I think was, probably yeah. was their Intent, goal, but yeah. I mean, really, as a player, you know, you know, because you know, from playing football, you're always looking up in the stands, and it had to be weird to see, you know, paper uh, cutouts of people I, up there. I would imagine this whole season's been weird as far as you know with fan noise and stuff. And another thing is, this was the first time that a team played in, in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that had not happened before, and the, all the you know advantage that you would have got from that kind of got deflated since there was only you know that that few people there i mean they ended up winning the game but well i know you find this hard to believe but that was the only football game that my wife and i watched all season college pro that was the only one 
was last night. I, w- I watched the uh, national championship, college football national championship, and I watched uh, uh, most of the playoff games. But well, other than that, well, 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 one playoff game a day. I well, guess, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to uh, scour co- social media for those of you who might remember. I think it was in the fourth quarter. It might have been third, but I think it was fourth. There was a a fan got mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah. Did you see the social media post? Uh, I don't. I I saw like the picture of the guy. Oh my gosh, it was really funny because Lori and I watched it. In fact, I probably watched it ten times because <laughs> here this guy he was he was he was out. He was a big guy. He had on like a thong yeah. wrestler outfit. It was it was really funny, and you know he took off running out on the field and. Uh, they they had it took him a, a minute to catch him, but mm-hmm. he ran all he ran up one side of the field, ran down the other in the middle, and he was putting moves on <laughs> overweight security guards that were trying to catch him, and they were falling. He was juking them, and actually slid into the end zone yeah. where about six uh, police officers and security got on top of him and arrested him, and he had his claim to fame. But I just thought. People were posting all kinds of things like, man, the Chiefs should have hired this guy. He would have <laughs> yeah. added. He had more yardage in that one moment than right. they had all night. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And then uh, there was another meme. I don't know if you saw it. I won't be able to show it to the people here. But did uh, did you see this meme about take your son to work day? <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of Tom Brady. And it's got a, a kid on top of his shoulders. And they put the face of Mahomes on there. Because Mahomes is almost 20 years younger than Brady. That's crazy. It really is amazing. So you had the biggest spread of age between any quarterbacks. So it's over now. And now people look forward to going, I guess, into the spring. Spring football will start up. They'll have the draft and everything. And, you know, uh, the the, uh, running back for – uh, the Jags, who went down oh, yeah. to their Fournette, who played at LSU, they now had, has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, they had, uh, I think, at least four former Jags players, and then Byron Leftwich was their uh, offensive coordinator. Gabbard so. was there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gabbard. They all get rings. Yeah, yeah. You know? And on the uh, other side, uh, Chad Henney was there. Yeah. And I saw people before the game, what if uh, uh, Brady and uh, uh, Mahomes got COVID and Jags fan gets to see a Henny uh, Gabbert Super Bowl. Yeah, that would have been funny. that would have been that would have been funny. Yeah, but uh, all that to say, it it came and went, and uh, probably rounded out. That was really the last, I think, holdover, wasn't it, from twenty twenty? Mm. Oh no, I forgot. We got impeachment starting tomorrow. Uh-huh. We still have one more holdover kind of event, uh, which is really you know it's going to be interesting that they're doing this because. They got a very impartial Patrick Leahy to sit as the president or, or to sit because it's supposed to be Kamala Harris. If it's not a judge, it's supposed to be this one of the Supreme Court justices that sits mm-hmm. and Judge Roberts wouldn't do it. And so they uh, instead of having Harris, who would normally sit over the Senate, they decided, well, we, we want to be above board. So they, instead, they got somebody much more. <laughs> partisan than even she is and patrick Leahy um to sit up there so that's really the last event you know all this stuff going on with our country again 
we serve a sovereign God and he's in charge of everything. But, you know, again, for, for all our progressive friends out there who, um, who really hated, uh, president Trump's leadership. Um, when you look at what, uh, president biden is doing he is taking aim at religious liberty just like we said he would and like so many people have the first thing he's attacking is abortion and and he's basically undoing everything that president trump tried to do to make abortion tougher Mm -hmm. for people to get and to do away with this cruel inhumane act of killing babies in the womb um now, the second issue that he's doing is uh, he is basically going to try to sign an Equality Act. And if you've not heard about this or you're not aware with it, it's more than just recognizing somebody's right to practice a sexual lifestyle. It's much more than that. And I think as believers, you know, we need to be prepared for what's about to come down because, you know, what what he's wanting to do with this act and what the people who wrote this act want is it, it will codify what's already the law of the land because of a decision called Bostock. Now, when the Supreme Court ruled on Bostock, uh, which was about sexual orientation and gender identity, uh, not be, they, they weren't in that in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Now Mm -hmm. they have incorporated those in that um, because people are really working hard to put it in there. And when he makes the Equality Act uh, a law and it's codified, that's going to uh, take away the ability of people who have religious freedom to disagree at a Christian school to say, you know what, I don't want to hire a transgender or homosexual person to be a teacher here. They Mm -hmm. may be a good teacher, but they don't represent the values of our school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think, um, you know, it, it's going to take things. It's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Uh, in fact, earlier this week, the, uh, the economist warned, uh, even Democrats that the equality act, which establishes sexual orientation and gender identity as protected class is too extreme. I mean, it, it's just too extreme. Uh, it it risks discriminating against female Americans by forcing girls and women's sports team to compete with and against biologically male athletes. And that's what we're seeing right mm-hmm. now. I mean, we're already seeing these things. So, uh, and it's a threat to religious liberty. So, you know, it, we're going to see that. And as believers, we better start letting our voices be known as we can not that this is our home but we still have a voice Mm -hmm. call your congressman tell them you are against the equality act all right we are up against the break uh so stick with us we will be back with more you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back if you'd like to contact swat radio the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928 That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for That is Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we took the first segment of the day, as we do every day, to talk a little bit about the news of the day. There's a lot going on, um, you know, with the Super Bowl and just in general what uh, what's been going around on around the country. So we take a little bit of time to uh, debrief and talk about that every day uh, before getting into acts and yeah what well, one one other thing is because we were just talking about this equality act you can still let your congressmen and senators know and, and don't don't underestimate your ability to have a voice is listen we still we live in a country that you can let your voice be heard to those that represent you and tell them you do not want to see this pass because it's not just like you're not seeing signs out there. I was telling Taylor in the break, there's not signs that said gay people can't enter. Cisgender's not welcome. <laughs> you you know, mean transgender? Um, no, cisgender. Cisgender is regular people. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Cisgender, <laughs> uh, cisgenders only or straight people only. You don't see those signs out there. You're right. Cisgender straight. See, I don't even know. Cisgender, yeah. transgender. Cisgender um, was a made-up term to make it to be like opposite of trans. There's so many. I don't even know. Now they've added another qualifier to the end of LGBTQ, which I don't even know. Oh, there's it is. A, there's a bunch. It's, and and so, yeah. but the bottom line is this bill would take aim at religious people. So if you are uh, a person who has a um, bakery, you would be sued. And they would be legally protected not only to sue you, but probably win under this bill uh, if you refuse to bake a cake for a gay marriage uh, at, at a Christian college like Liberty University or some other Christian school. You would be forced to put people into dormitories that they identify with, not mm-hmm. what they are biologically. And all that would be protected, and it's going to... Or just, hire professors that are, you know, transgender or homosexual. Yeah, and so uh, unless something changes in, in out there in the world, unless we allow our voices to be heard, we pray, we seek God's mercy and intervention on this for our con- country and culture, um, the future of the religious liberty basically is going to be 
in the hands of the gay marriage supporters because they're the ones who are driving this. The mm-hmm. the transgenders and the, the the gay rights extremists. It's not even. There's a lot of people who are homosexual or lesbian that don't want to see this kind of extreme uh, measure put in place because they realize mm-hmm. what's going to happen. It's 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 just terrible. So um, just go ahead and. And I have to crack up. I will say this, and we'll get into Acts for the week, is that, quote, the party of science, the ones who are so we're going to follow the science, doesn't follow science when it comes to biology. Mm -hmm. They don't follow science when it comes to this issue. Let's follow the science. What happens if a whole culture says we want men to only be with men and women to be with women? We don't have technology. It's wiped out. You have no reproduction and you die. I mean, that's not – it's just ridiculous – that the party of science is the one pushing this, mm. supposedly, they, they say. So, okay, I'm off that rant. Now we can get into Acts, okay? Uh, let's, let's, uh, this week we're looking at Acts chapter 2, and specifically the birth of the church and Acts 2, 1 through 21, and we're looking at uh, Luke wrote this, gospel, or wrote this uh, account. It's the second volume for Luke. Uh, he wrote the Gospel of Luke, and in writing both of them, he's writing to a guy named Theophilus, and he's writing to accurately document God's plan uh, as executed by the Holy Spirit working through Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, and and Jesus, his, you know, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his beginning of the work to collect the saints. Acts of the Apostles is that continued work uh, of his followers to collect the saints. And it starts in Jerusalem and goes all the way to Rome by the end. And it's divided into six sections. Each section kind of ends with the word of God continued to increase or the church increased. And those words are used interchangeably uh, in those sections. And we saw in chapter 1 that his men are called to go out and teach his message they, they, they were very um, restricted to what they preached. They preached about his resurrection, and they preached repentance, um, and they preached forgiveness. Uh, but those things that he told them to preach, it was really about repentance. And, and in our culture, we don't hear a lot about repentance anymore because our culture focuses on one aspect a lot of times, and it's the saviorhood of Jesus and the forgiveness of Jesus without the authority of Jesus or his kingship. And they were very clear. If you read these messages in Acts, all of them, go read uh, Peter's messages and Paul's messages. You see the kingship of Jesus in all of them, his authority. He is the Lord, master, the, the, you know, the ruler of, uh, so it's not just about forgiveness. It's about him being the sovereign king, and he's the Messiah, the promised one who would reign. But his kingdom isn't of this world. And he said that when he was here. So when we live in this world, so even though we talk about the things like the Equality Act and we see things happening in our culture that may be very disruptive to us, we can rest assured that although we want to see things uh different and we can make a voice known because we live in a culture we do that we ultimately trust in his sovereignty 
And he may call you and I to be persecuted. He called them to be persecuted. So when we speak truth, when we preach this message of repentance, we're going to be rejected. When we preach this message of Jesus, we're going to be rejected because of our beliefs, because of being warriors, advancing truth in the world. And so his men understood that and his followers understood that. And as they went out and did that in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, all of them, except for one, were martyred. You know, I mean, they were martyred. These apostles and Paul, they were all martyred. And they did it willingly giving their life because they understood this was not their home. And they, they preached his kingdom as a priority. But they also understood that they couldn't do it in their own power. And they he said, go wait, and the Holy Spirit will come on you. Well, this week we're actually looking that when that promise is fulfilled, when the Holy Spirit came on, and there's a lot of confusion about baptism of the Holy Spirit and filling of the Holy Spirit. And I hope if you listen this week, you will that will be cleared up a little bit because it's pretty clear from the text that we're going to be looking at in Acts chapter 2, when the baptism of the Spirit happened, what it entailed and what it looked like. Now, we'll tell you that you need to prepare to see this through a Jewish lens. Don't see it through your um, one-language world, because we tend to be one-language people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was very significant meanings to what was going on in Acts chapter 2 when the people there heard the proclamations of God in their own languages, Gentile languages from other parts of the world. So we're going to look at that. But he tells them, you know, you got to trust in my power when I send the Holy Spirit. And last week we saw how he replaced Judas on the 12. He had the 12th apostle was Matthias. And in doing that, we saw that God's men or God's people uh, follow him with an abiding love. He told him to go back to Jerusalem, a very tough place for them to have to go back to. And he said, wait, wait for the Holy Spirit. But they were obedient. That's what they did. They went back there. And then we saw that God's people also, uh, they see their circumstances through a scriptural lens. We saw that last week, how Peter stood up and reminded not just the 12, but also the other followers that were there, hey, Judas had to do what he did because it fulfilled Scripture. And for the first time, Peter's pointing back to Old Testament text to explain what's going on. And then we saw how they actually chose Matthias, and we see that God's people are chosen and called to serve a sovereign Lord. God is sovereign over everything. He's sovereign over you listening to this radio program today or whether you're listening after the program's live on a podcast. He's sovereign. So if you're listening to this and he's calling you to serve him, you got to answer the question, who am I serving? Am I serving him or am I serving me? Am I doing things for me or for him? Because we are his. He bought us and purchased us and he called us to serve him. And and so that's how we kind of ended up chapter one where he tells them to wait and they're waiting in jerusalem and it starts off chapter two the coming of the holy spirit the birth of the church and before we get into it we're gonna i'm gonna have you read specifically just verses one through four today and we're gonna look at one through 21 this week but you know you and ari just had a baby um not too long ago 
And did y'all do a gender reveal? Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you reveal what the birth of the baby was? Yeah, we used cupcakes. Cupcakes, right? Well, some people do balloons, and when they blow up, uh, confetti comes out either mm-hmm. blue or pink. And uh, this this whole reveal thing has taken a life of its own now. So people are trying to outdo one another with these big displays of like pyrotechnics and everything. And a lady out in California actually died at an event where they were doing a gender reveal. Mm. And I was just thinking about that, about how, you know, people are so excited to reveal. It's good news, right? That Mm -hmm. the birth of this baby's coming and people are excited to tell people what it is. Well, in the same way, God is real excited about what's about to happen in Acts chapter 2. At this time in history, uh, Jesus has been off the uh, off the scene here for 10 days, right? He's he came, he was resurrected, he came back and he told them to go wait. So somewhere between 7 and 10 days he's been gone. They've been waiting, going back and forth from the upper room to the temple praying and praising God with 120. And they're just waiting because that's what he told them to do. And God is about to do something that he had prophesied in the Old Testament that is going to blow them away so much so that they are going to go, what is going on? All the Jewish people are there from all over for one of the major feasts. And God does this unbelievable reveal, a supernatural reveal of the birth of the church in a way that uh, he prophesied but people weren't recognizing it from prophecy because they were so overwhelmed by what was happening. And it's the speaking of languages. Everybody's hearing these works of God in their own language, and we're going to hear about the significance of that. But that's the supernatural reveal. Uh, But he also, we see in this text uh, this week, a senseless response because the people don't know what to make of it, so they're just uttering things you ever been like that where you can't explain something and you're trying to and you're just saying things that don't make any sense (laughs) and then the third thing we see is a scriptural reminder peter takes them back again to the old testament to see the prophecies so that's the week laid out we're going to come back and jump into verses one through four here of chapter two of acts all right we will be back with more after the news we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors a store and window as well as a special thanks to our sponsors tom neal trucking and a special thanks to our sponsor jeff andrews of highway to eternity ministries if you would like to sponsor the program please email us at doug at swatradio.com that's doug at swatradio.com You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, we are talking about Acts uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21 this week. Uh, today we're looking specifically at 1 through and at the beginning of the program, we talked a little bit about the news of the day. So if you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com and click on the past programs 
link, and in a, about an hour or so, that will be up for you to listen to whatever you missed. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can download the SWAT app in the App Store and listen there as well. Um, you know, uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Vance Havner? Mm-mm. He was a preacher a long time ago. Vance Havner said this. He said, you know, we're not going to move the world by criticism of it nor conformity to it but by the combustion within it of lives that are ignited by the spirit of God. Mm. And, you know, the early church, when you stop and think about um, what they had, remember we talked about, they didn't have any power Mm -hmm. influence, real money or significance. Uh, They were uneducated. Um, You know, think about today, People look at churches and they say that's a successful church because they have a building, they have a lot of money, yeah. they have lots of political influence or social status. People, you know, there's some of the biggest leaders in town go to that church mm-hmm. or whatever. And yet the, the church in, in Acts in Jerusalem had none of that stuff. And we're here today on the radio talking about Jesus because of what they did yeah. and how God used them. And I think that uh, they had the Holy Spirit within them that was doing the work and energizing them to do what they needed to do. And they were all surrendered, yielded. And we're going to see today, this week, what it means to be filled with the Spirit, what it means to be yielded. Uh, a lot of people today think that that same power they had is not available to us. They think, well, that was different. You know, they mm-hmm. were different people. Uh, and they did serve a unique purpose, but the same spirit that is in them can be in us. Mm-hmm. And and that's what God is kind of revealing, I think, through Luke as he goes here, uh, starting in this chapter, revealing the supernatural reveal of the birth of the church and unfolding it throughout the whole book of Acts to show how God used regular people uneducated people they even comment about that to do great things so if you're listening today and you think well you know i'm not a good speaker uh i don't have a lot of money i don't have a a degree from a seminary it doesn't matter yeah what really matters is are you baptized in the spirit are you one of his and if you are then are you yielded to the spirit are you being filled with the spirit on an everyday basis you see in the old testament israel was referred to as a vine uh, a kingdom of heaven a household a family but it was one ethnic group and they never realized what god was going to do the mystery of the church in the new testament that the church uh, was going to be uh, a union of believers in the body of Christ, all believers are united as one. There's not a, a different baptism for you, Taylor, and my wife, Lori, and me. We, we are all baptized with one spirit. And God wanted to memorialize the birth of the church and the, the unfolding of the gospel to people with this supernatural reveal. And we're going to read it today in 1 through 4. I'm going to have you read verses 1 through 4, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is a sovereign act of God, and we're going to talk about that uh, for the rest of the program today and probably tomorrow too, okay? All right. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the script, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, if you look, if you look at it, says one of the first things in chapter two when the day of Pentecost arrives. Well, Pentecost, it, the word there is a Greek word for fiftieth part of something, mm. and so fifty days after the feast of unleavened bread and Passover. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Feast of Harvest or Feast of Weeks, Feast of First Fruits, which was Pentecost. So there was three major feasts in uh, the Old Testament that every Jewish male had to attend. If you go back to Exodus 23 and Leviticus 23, you see that it didn't matter whether you were in Rome, whether you were in Cappadocia, whether you were in Egypt, wherever you were, you had to come back to Israel for those feasts. And you could bring your family if you wanted to, but even if your family couldn't come, you had to. Every male was commanded to be there. And so Luke is recording that on that day, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit baptized these believers. And that was when the Holy Spirit came on them. Now, that was a promise that Jesus made. It was a promise that um, he he talked about back in uh, John 14, and, and we see Uh, when he prayed in John 17 for unity, that was the fulfillment of that promise. It was something prophesied in the Old Testament, and we're going to see that later, what what God says being fulfilled. But don't miss that this is on Pentecost, and God is very precise in when he does the things he does. He's unfolding this, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a sovereign act of God. It is not something you seek, Uh, You don't seek to be baptized in the Spirit. You seek Him, and when you are born again, you are baptized in the Spirit as a sovereign act of Him. It's a positional thing. It's not something you seek to be baptized in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And there's some confusion on that today. Uh, There are people that actually teach, and I'm going to share probably tomorrow where that came from, but this happened on Pentecost, and just a quick thing about the feast. The feast in the Old Testament were an Old Testament picture of Christ. So when you had the first feast, which was Passover and unleavened bread, uh, Passover was what? Symbolizing his death. It was the death of Christ. Mm-hmm. And unleavened bread, which was during the same, it was the day after Passover, the feast, it was a seven-day feast where they brought unleavened bread. And what did leaven always symbolize? Sin. Yeah, it symbolized sin. So the fact that it didn't have leaven in it symbolized Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was perfect. He had no sin. And so that's a picture of Jesus. Well, the second major feast was 49 days, seven weeks later, called the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of the Harvest. It was the wheat harvest. And it's called the Feast of First Fruits of the Wheat Harvest. And think about what did Jesus pray back in Matthew? He said, Lord, I pray that you would send what? Laborers into the harvest fields, right? Mm -hmm. Raise up laborers. And the men, the disciples, he said, pray that God would raise up these laborers. Well, what happened on Pentecost during the celebration of the wheat harvest God poured out his spirit on the 120 believers, the 12 apostles there. He poured out the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 
And the baptism and the filling, when you're baptized in the uh, the Spirit, you are filled at that moment. Now, that filling, well, like one guy said at SWAT last week, kind of leaks out a little bit. Mm. Because what the filling is, I'm going to explain in just a second, but that's the picture. And here's what's interesting about the Feast of the Wheat Harvest. They brought two loaves of bread. Those loaves had leaven in it. And so those loaves symbolized you and me. It symbolized the church. We're not sinless. God views us as sinless as far as position, but in reality, do you sin every day? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I sin? Yeah. We, this side of heaven, we will keep sinning. Yeah. And, uh, and so the picture there is of the church, the first fruits of the harvest. It's the, the God pouring out his spirit there. And so, and the the third major feast, the feast of ingathering of booths, is is remembering how God provided people through the, um, you know, in the wilderness, how they were out there in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. and there's a belief that Jesus is going to come back and restore His kingdom during that feast is that uh connected to rosh hashanah right or yom kippur well well, no no it's the uh it's it's in the fall it's during the feast of wine uh the grape and the the wine harvest of the is is the new wine right it's Mm -hmm. the new wine time and so what what they believe that's why some people believe when they were up on the mountain you remember when they were up on the Mount of Transfiguration? What did Peter say? Lord, let's build tents. Mm, mm-hmm. That's what they dwell in during the, the it's Sukkot that's called the, 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 you know, the Feast of Ingathering or Tabernacles or Booths. So those are the three feasts. And so this feast was Pentecost, and, and it says in verse 2, like a whirling wind, and the word there is it, it, like a blast, it's only used twice in the New Testament. It means like an explosion happened. So that would draw attention. It was the sound like a blast and like a tornado or a hurricane. So people came running. Now, where were these people? Where where were they running to, you think? The sound. Well, that's right. But where were the disciples? Oh, uh, around the temple? Yes. Uh, you read it. Where was it? Read in verse 2 where it is. Read, read, and go back to Acts chapter two, and just look and read where they were sitting. Uh, filled the entire house where they were. The sitting. house. Now the Jewish people referred to the temple mm. as the house, the house of the Lord, mm. and so a lot of people thought, well, they were up in the upper room. They didn't have thousands of people up in the upper room. Yeah, these people were probably sitting on the southern steps where jesus taught and when we come back up we'll, we'll come back from the break and we're gonna pick up on that all right so stick with us we will be back with more after the break you are listening to swat radio stay tuned this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week if you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about jesus through god's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain That is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21 this week, and today we're looking at verses 1 through 4. So if you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. So uh, just going back, Taylor, to kind of circle back a little bit, um, that the three feasts, feast of Passover slash unleavened bread, because Passover was one day, the very next day, the feast of unleavened bread started, right? Mm -hmm. That was that first major feast. And and that was really reminiscent of the, um, you know, Christ, his death and resurrection, uh, and then the second major feast was a 49 days later or we, seven weeks later, and it was the feast of Passover. And so, um, and then the third major feast was a feast of end gathering or booths. This Pentecost happens on the feast of the harvest or the feast of uh, weeks or first fruits of the wheat. And so that's the day God poured out his spirit on the church, and this is the birth of the church. And so the Holy Spirit came and it sounded like a whirlwind like a tornado so all the people came to see what was going on and you got to keep in mind there's hundreds of thousands of people in jerusalem for this time of year because it's a big feast a major Mm -hmm. feast and when they came what happened was the second great phenomenon was tongues like a fire appeared over the heads of all these people, 120 and the apostles, they, the tongues of fire appeared and they start speaking in languages of all these other people, these Jewish people who had come from other countries. And so we tend to look at it a lot of times through a Western lens. We're very, we're a one language nation most of the time, Mm -hmm. but the people of Israel Whenever they were, um, whenever they went to other countries, they probably learned that language, but they also spoke Hebrew because Hebrew was God's language. And when they went to the synagogue and worshiped in those countries, they would read the Torah and the the books, the scriptures in Hebrew and Aramaic. Mm -hmm. And so they're hearing all these people 
uh, or they, all these people are hearing the apostles and these 120 believers speaking about God and his great works in their languages. So this is a huge deal going on. And so the Holy Spirit pops down and and envelops them all, and they're all doing it. They're all doing God's work right there. This is the norm that it, it, and it, it comes because God sovereignly put it on his people, and at that is the moment that they were simultaneously baptized in the Spirit and filled in the Spirit. Now, later you see in Acts, it says several times, Peter is filled, or the, the believers were filled. Um, Stephen, in chapter 6, was a man full of the Spirit. And so Paul commands in Ephesians, or God through his pen commands, to be filled. But nowhere do you see be baptized in the Spirit. The, the baptism is something that God gives us sovereignly at the moment of salvation. Mm-hmm. And what that is is he implants in his people his spirit who were born with an, a, a nature of Adam and the spirit of Adam. And at the moment of salvation, he he puts in the Holy Spirit in a baptism. And what that means, at the moment of salvation, you have all the Holy Spirit you need in your life to do anything God wants you to do. And so sometimes we sing these songs about, God, pour down more of your Spirit on me. And according to what Paul wrote in Ephesians, it's all there at the moment of salvation. Mm. And I think a lot of that comes from faulty theology and faulty teaching uh, as regards to what it means to be filled with the Spirit. And if you go to the Scriptures, we got to use Scripture to interpret Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And so when, when God tells us to be filled, this is something that happens multiple times. And you can see it throughout Acts, it happening at multiple times in the life of Peter. But being filled means to let the presence of the Holy Spirit dominate you, this continued yielding to the Holy Spirit's power and control to where it produces joy in you, self-control, peace, um, gratitude, an awareness of who God is and your dependence on him. And, you know, you see this in the laundry list that Paul lays out in Ephesians 5. But you see the same laundry list over in Colossians chapter 3, and instead of being filled, it says, Paul says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And so being filled with the Spirit means being obedient to his word. You're yielded to the Spirit's control who always wants to glorify God by obeying his word. Now, you and I are human, and we fail And when we're not full of the Spirit, when we're full of ourselves, we disobey. But that's what it means to be filled. We've confused it with, man, I heard this incredible worship band playing, and they played these incredible songs that made me think about Jesus, and I got this nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, and I felt all this emotion. And we think that's being filled with the Spirit. And being filled with the Spirit is not an emotional feeling. It could have emotion attached to it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's more yielded to his spirit's control of your body doing the things that God commands us to do in his word. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
the baptism, on the other hand, is not an experience. We seek. It's what God sovereignly does to us. And so we belong to him, Paul says, if we have his spirit in us. Well, you can't obey him if you don't have the spirit in you. And I, I just, I don't know, that's really confusing for a lot of people. Um, and people end up seeking a, quote, experience instead of just seeking God right. and letting God lead them in yielding to the Spirit's power. Uh, and I, I think I think that's really been confusing for a lot of people. We have a lot of prosperity gospel preachers, mm-hmm. and they talk about things. And in fact, I had a guy come up to me after last week who said that, you know, his dad was always taught that he he didn't he didn't he wasn't baptized in the spirit uh, because he didn't speak in a foreign language or a tongue. Mm-hmm. That's what that word means in Acts two. It's a foreign language, and he didn't speak in that. And he must have sin in his life and not have the Holy Spirit, so he's not born again. Mm. And that's very confusing to people because that's not what Acts two is teaching. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot, you know, with the charismatic movement and stuff like that, that it really puts a, a premium on that, you know, feeling of being filled and the emotional aspect of um, of things that, you know, that can get you swept up into, you know, some craziness. Well, yeah, and listen, I realize we have people from a variety of, of churches that listen mm-hmm. to the program, and I, I, I want to say a couple of things regarding this. First of all, the um the, that you know i heard chuck swindoll say this years ago and it's a very wise thing uh he wasn't original with him but it's an essentials unity mm-hmm. and the essential for us is that jesus christ died on the cross that he was resurrected he lived a perfect life he was resurrected and he he is the only reason that we have a right relationship with god plain and simple, only Jesus, Jesus plus nothing. And it's by God's grace we're saved. It's not anything we do. And and because of Jesus, we can be in a right relationship with God when we repent and we trust him as our Lord and Savior, plain and simple. That's an essential. But the whole difference of opinion about the baptism or mm. the speaking in a foreign language or tongues that is a non-essential, and Swindoll said, "In non-essentials, liberty. If you want to believe that, I, I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be careful about promoting that um, to people. That, that, and you can have discussions. I don't mean that we can't have discussions about it, but but that's obviously there are good people. I've got really good friends who believe that." You know, that if you are filled with the spirit, you will be speaking in tongues or get slain, right? Or get Well, that's one, too. But that's I really want to stay on the text. That's the text today is talking about the baptism of the spirit, people speaking in a foreign language. And it had a very specific purpose that is not a blessing. I mean, people look at it. and Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a blessing in the sense of miracle of God. But it's not the blessing that people today make it out to be. It was not the purpose of Acts chapter 2, and we're going to see that tomorrow as we get further into it. But I do want to go back to this. Our pursuit as believers is to be filled with the Spirit, which means practically yielded to the Spirit. 
And that's our pursuit, not to be baptized in the Spirit, but to be filled with the Spirit, like Paul says. And if we are, then that means the Word of God's going to dwell in us richly, and the Spirit's going to lead us to obey that Word. And so um, I don't know if that resonates. Um, I know that there's just a lot of confusion, and if you're listening today, um, the final thing he said is, and and so in the first thing he said, uh, Swindoll said, in essentials, um, unity and non-essential liberty and all things love or charity. And that that has to be our underlying thing. And so I hope that if you're listening, that that's what you hear, that my desire is to teach God's word in context. And the context of Acts chapter 2 is, is not that the tongues or languages, which that word means, it's a better translation, is a gift to the church for spontaneous uh, foreign language speaking just for the sake of a sign. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of people that sought a sign when Jesus said, said, he said, hey, an evil and adulterous generation seek a sign, but no sign's going to be given except what? The, the same of sign of Jonah, which yeah. is three days and three nights in the whale, which for Jesus was three nights in the, in the ground, mm-hmm. and he comes back and resurrected. That's the sign for us. It's not somebody uttering something in a foreign language. So tomorrow we're going to get more into where that came from and kind of some different things in this uh, letter that maybe you hadn't thought of that I never thought of mm-hmm. prior to doing the study last week. So Yeah, so make sure you tune in tomorrow because we are out of time for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great afternoon. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual